The 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference is sold out. If you want to be placed on a waiting list, send an email to lynn at issuesetc.org. made we will rejoice and be glad in it from the rising of the sun to its setting the name of the, the lord, lord is, is to, to be praised. praised return to the lord your god for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil jesus said if any man would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory, Glory be, be to, to the, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. 
strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overcome you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with a temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Catechism, page 264. You shall have no other gods. 
You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Small Catechism, page 324. What is the sixth petition? And lead us not into temptation. What does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into the false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. And though we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. What is the seventh petition? But deliver us from evil. What does this mean? We pray in this petition, in summary, that our Father in heaven would rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation, and finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. What is the conclusion to the Lord's Prayer? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What does this mean? This means that I should be certain that these petitions are pleasing to our Father in heaven and are heard by him. For he himself has commanded us to pray in this way and has promised to hear us. Amen, amen means yes, yes, it shall be so. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I should probably start this homily with a joke. After all, it is April Fool's Day. But 
I don't feel much like telling a joke today. After all, things are pretty serious. And it looks like they're probably going to get a lot worse. So what I feel like doing is praying. And that's why I'm glad I'm here in chapel for morning prayer. And really, I can't think of a better theme for these days than the prayer that Jesus himself taught us, our Father who art in heaven. Now, on Monday and Tuesday, we took a look at the first five petitions. And so today, so today we come to the end. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God indeed tempts no one, says Martin Luther in the small catechism. But that does not mean there are no temptations. Quite the contrary. Temptations abound. In this morning's reading, St. Paul reminds us of the temptations that beset the children of Israel in the wilderness. Temptations to idolatry, to sexual immorality, to grumbling against God. All temptations to which they were subjected, to which they succumbed, and for which they were punished. And just like them, on every day, in every situation, the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh are always enticing us away from God and his word. Right now, for example, a lot of us are afraid about what's going on with this coronavirus and disease and all this stuff. So we are asking questions like, will I get sick? If I do, will I recover? And what about my loved ones? Who's going to take care of them? Will there be doctors even to take care of them? Now, worries like these go racing through our minds and drive out from our hearts the promises that God has given to be with us and to protect us. I mean, just think of those beautiful passages from the Psalms in which God promises just those things. Consider, for example, this one from Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Or this one from Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. And of course, this one from Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. These are the words the promises of God himself. And yet, just a brief news report about the spread of disease, or the loss of jobs, or the decline of the stock market,
can practically erase these promises from our minds as we fall back again into our fears and worries. But God remains true, even when we do not. Now, sometimes our worries actually do come true. We are the ones who lose a job, get sick, file for bankruptcy. And when those things happen, well, then the tempter really goes after us. Where is your God now, he says. He said he would protect you, but I can see little sign of him around here now. So, are you going to keep trusting him? How dumb can you get? Well, the devil takes advantage of every situation to tempt. I mean, even when things are going good, he tempts us. He tempts us to think that, well, good is all on account of us. We don't need God, and so we ignore God. Or again, when we have time, time for leisure, what does the devil do? Well, he tempts us to fill up that time by wasting it, or even worse, by doing something wicked. And what about money? Money is a wonderful blessing from God. It gives us opportunities for doing all kinds of things, all kinds of good things. What about money? Well, you remember what Jesus said about the rich man and getting into heaven. So the devil never gives up. We need rest. We need sleep. But the devil doesn't. We get bored with what we're doing. Ah, but not the devil. He sticks to his task. And he gets a major, major assist from his allies in the world. Always ready to provide opportunities for lust and gluttony, occasions for envy, anger, sloth, all the rest. In other words, temptation never ends. And of course, what makes the temptation really tempting is that it appeals to our sinful, fallen nature. It always looks so good. The devil, wow, he sounds so reasonable. He makes things so enticing. He doesn't talk about the consequences. Ah, but the pleasure of the moment. That's what he puts out there for us, and we fall right into it. It's easy to give in. It's really easy. So, what are we supposed to do about that? First of all, take heed to these scriptures that tell us about these things. God wants to be aware of our real situation. I mean, we're no different from Israel of old and certainly no better. So let's learn first what the apostle tells us, that these things happened as an example in order to teach us. And then he adds, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Self-reliance in the face of devilish temptation is the height of folly. 
It's just plain stupid. Because the devil can drive you into despair when you yield to those temptations. Or on the other hand, he can corrupt our determinations to resist the devil into pride, confidence, as if we can do it all on our own and don't actually need God. In other words, he can turn us into Pharisees. And I think being a Pharisee is probably worse than being a public and manifest sinner. So we really do need to pay attention to these scripture passages which teach us about his temptations, which teach us about our real day-to-day -day situation in the face of devil, world, and flesh. But secondly, after we realize our situation, recall that our rescue from temptation is right at hand, right at hand in the God whom Jesus tells us to call our Father. St. Paul writes, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Again, a promise, and like all of God's promises, guaranteed to us in the person and work of God's Son. And that's because the only begotten Son of God became also a true human being. And because in his humanity, he overcame all the temptations of the devil in order to render perfect obedience to God in our place. And because he paid for all the times that we yield to temptation by his suffering and his death. And because, now resurrected and ascended, he sits at the right hand of the Father continually to make appeal for us. And it's because of all of this that our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us out of the love and mercy of God for us that we can be sure that even in the face of temptation God will rescue and save us. God's Word is now sure a word of forgiveness, life, and salvation. So God will make a way for us to escape the devil's temptation. He will accomplish the good work which he has begun in us and he will finally deliver us from this world of evil into the next, into resurrection and life eternal with God himself, with the angels, and with all the faithful. So, whatever the devil throws at us, including the coronavirus, we don't need to worry about what's going to happen to us. Now, obviously, we don't know, but we do know who's in charge. It's God, our Father in Jesus Christ. And that's why we can pray with such confidence and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil because we know that this is God's will for us and so we boldly add amen it shall be so and now the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus amen Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I, I thank, thank you, my Heavenly Father, Father through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.